Section thirty one of Talks About Flowers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Talks About Flowers by Mary Decker Welcome. A Talk About Lilies. Consider the Lilies. Thus spake one wiser than Solomon even he whose hand created and beautified the lilies with a glory surpassing that of the greatest of israel's kings this department of the floral kingdom is too vast for us to explore we can only make a selection of a few of the numerous varieties for consideration gathering our information from the various sources at hand and adapting it to our present use the lily is the rival of the rose and by many is considered far superior they certainly are far more easily cultivated they are hardy elegant gorgeous sometimes and sometimes of snowy purity many of them are of exquisite fragrance there are early and late bloomers and one can have these desirable flowers in succession for several months by a right selection the earliest bloomers are the pomponiums natives of siberia and are perfectly hardy the lancifolium or speciosum is the autumn-blooming lily native of japan lancifolium album a fine sort with pure white petals and a pea-green stripe very fragrant lancifolium rubrum and roseum though catalogued separately are the same with different shadings some purplish crimson others a faint blush of rose some have a red stripe others a dark dull green but all are specially recommended lancifolium punctatum verum is a late bloomer color clear white with soft rose spots and green stripes finest of the species lancifolium praecox flowers white with a purplish blush at the tips lancifolium monstrosum arcorum biflorum rubrum bears its crimson flowers in large clusters grows to a great size the lancifolium lilies are of special value for their hardiness and varied beauty and their cheapness places them within general reach they are classed under the head of martagons or turks cap oratum imperial is the golden banded lily of japan which has become so extensively known and popular since its introduction from japan by mr gordon dexter it was first exhibited in july eighteen sixty two at the massachusetts horticultural exhibition it first bloomed in england the same year it was for some time considered too tender for the canadas and new england states but it proved to be hardy we have had ours twelve years and give it only a slight protection the petals of the oratum are snowy white with a golden band running down the centre of each and freely spotted on the sides with deep carmine red they are very fragrant being of somewhat slender growth they need support it does best in a warm sandy soil that has been well manured and dug deeply it is easily propagated from the scales of the bulbs each scale producing a small bulbette they should be planted in a box about a foot deep in good friable soil about three inches deep and one inch apart sink the box in some out-of-the-way place in the garden and water frequently in a short time small bulbs will be found forming on the base which rapidly grow and must be transplanted out the second year in the bed the third or fourth year it will bloom the little bulbettes 
which form on the mother bulb blossom a year earlier they should be renewed in the fall after the foliage is dead plant in a bed about four inches deep and let them remain undisturbed for two years then they are large enough to bloom and should be transplanted into a permanent bed if required longiflorum lilies these trumpet-shaped lilies are charming in appearance quite hardy and fragrant they bloom in july or august and continue in beauty for a long time longiflorum japonicum blooms in july and is a fine dwarf better color pure white with occasionally a greenish tinge outside increases rapidly eximium bears a longer flower from six to nine inches in length and is more open at the mouth than the common longiflorum pure white and very fragrant brownie is a native of japan and is a grand lily of rare beauty it resembles longiflorum in shape but is larger and more expanding color white inside exterior brownish purple stamens rich chocolate which forms a distinctive feature in this species it has been frequently confounded with japonicum but the difference is very marked in the illustrations of the two and are thus noted in messrs hollock and thorpe's catalogue of lilies japonicum odorum japonicum cholesteri one of the most beautiful and rarest lilies in cultivation it differs from brownie and all the forms of longiflorum in many respects note the following marked differences its broader fewer and more spreading leaves the shape of the entire flower and broader claw of its divisions its shorter anthers with pollen tinged with red the flower is solitary and large interior pure white exterior of a pinkish-brown color tubular bell-shaped with spreading revolute tips the bud shows a rich golden tint bulb white or whitish yellow never red or brown broad at the base the scales which are somewhat narrow and acute at the tip the outer ones terminate at about two-thirds of the height of the inner scales whereas brown e the scales are broad and all passed up overlapping and terminate together at the apex of the bulb thus making the base much narrower than the apex it is a native of japan and is so exceedingly rare that it is priced at seven dollars more than double the cost of any other in the list brown e was priced when a novelty at four dollars but is now offered for one dollar and seventy-five cents candidum sometimes called easter lily is one of the best known and commonly grown of all the lilies it has been in cultivation for about three hundred years bears a profusion of pure white fragrant flowers in a compact head the double tiger lily is a very great improvement on the old single variety it is very double and very showy wallacee is a new japanese variety said to be magnificent color buff spotted with black chelsea donicum or scarlet martagon is supposed to be the lily of the field mentioned in the gospel it is magnificent and its intense scarlet is one of the finest shades in the whole vegetable kingdom a full bed is a most magnificent sight and if suddenly looked at on a bright day has nearly the same effect for a moment as if looking at the sun it is much scarcer than it should be and requires careful culture to be planted about six or eight inches deep and watered in the summer time it pleases every one who is capable of being pleased lilies as well as many other bloomers are greatly improved by thinning out the overplus thus concentrating the sap to fewer blossoms which being thus liberally nourished 
greatly increase in size and amply repay by their superiority for the loss in numbers although this is a demonstrated fact yet few have the courage to prune where flowers are not very abundant and many will not when they are those who have limited space are loath to devote much room to lilies preferring plants that bloom continually throughout the season or that make more show but it is not essential that the bed should be devoted exclusively to lilies for early spring blooming there can be the crocuses snowdrops hyacinths tulips all of which will bloom before the lilies and after flowering can be taken up i e the tulips and hyacinths and low bedding plants take their places portulaca pansy ageratum mignonette nemophilia sweet asylum are all suitable for this purpose and will not only make the bed beautiful all the season with their blossoms but will also be of real benefit to the lilies by shading their roots somewhat and keeping the soil more cool and moist lilies must never be crowded a foot or twenty inches is about right the soil should be dug deep and mixed with old rotted manure and sand liberally unless the soil is naturally sandy if heavy clayey soil it ought to have in addition to sharp sand leaf mold and bog muck plant the bulbs from six to eight inches deep according to the size last autumn in planting my lily tulip hyacinth and other bulbs i made a little bed for each of pure sand and then covered well with soil over which was put a blanket of old dressing then before snow a cover of boughs the bulbs never came up so grandly nor grew so rapidly before october is the best month for bedding out later will do and many do not plant their lilies till the frost is out in the spring the two leading lily growers of this country are john l child and v h hollock and thorpe of queens new york End of A Talk About Lilies